Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. So yeah, I was at the game last night with the rapper Kodak Black, very similar to when I went to the Spurs game with uh, Snoop Dogg, whatever, we were in the building at the same time. But he was allegedly caught in a luxury suite in an amorous moment what we've since learned is, upon review, no goal. Both he and his partner had their clothes on. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the RP Show. It's lovingly brought to you by Great Western's Original 16 Beer. You're going to see the moose coming up. I'm doing my best to keep... A lid on a Rod's rant, which we haven't had for a while. It's always brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling, Regina's local expert team for air conditioning, furnaces, water heaters, and water softeners. So, trying, yeah, there you go. You know them, you love them. So, bear with me. Here's what's happening. Um, we do have Saturday night Palace Athena's Women's World Fighting Championships at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. I'll be there. We're awarding tickets, giving away tickets. You may even be able to sit with us at the VIP table. Is that something you'd be interested in? We're going to have some live interviews right from the venue at some point here in hour two. Like right away, potentially. Manuela Marcinetto, Italian. What's up? Somebody's talking to me. Okay. And Clara Resignuolo. She's from France. She's fighting Maria Jukic on Saturday night. Some of these are in the prelims. Some of these are in the title bouts. But we have Manuela now. She's fighting Stephanie Asenza in the 115-pound prelim Saturday afternoon. And she joins us from the venue now. And I appreciate, Manuela, the time. I appreciate It's a busy day. I know you guys are doing media today. Hey, tell me a little bit about your fight on Saturday and what your preparation is two days in advance like this. What are you going through today? Hello. Hi. How are you? Good, Manuela. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm uh, so grateful to be to be here to, to fight him for Palasatina. Um, it's uh, since so, so far it's been a very, very good, uh, good experience. And uh, yeah, I'm feel ready for the fight. I'm a weight. Uh, I'm feel stronger. I've been working hard. Uh, so. I'm ready. Manuela, do you live in Italy? Did you come from Italy for this fight on Saturday? No, I am come from UK. So it's been five years that I'm living in UK. So I'm, out, I'm, I'm Italian, I'm fighting uh, out of Italy for the Great, Brit Great Britain top team, which is my team under uh, Brad Pickett. Uh, is the head coach at Pickett. Brad Pickett. Um, yeah, I'm fighting for them. What is your record, Manuela? 
my record. So my last fight was uh, I fought for the Cage Warrior title as an amateur. So since um, basically it's going to be my pro debut to this one. Whoa! <laughs> okay, well now we're getting somewhere. How do you feel about that? Is it a different yeah, feeling so, than an amateur bout? Yeah, how are you feeling about it? Of course, so it's gonna say, it's gonna be a, a step in uh, in, uh, in my in my career. Obviously, obviously it's different. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's my debut. Uh, I'm, I'm feel excited. So. <laughs> You're yeah, you're fighting Stephanie Asenza. Have you fought her before? What do you know about Stephanie? No, no uh, to be honest, uh, um, yeah, uh, I don't know so much. I mean, um, I know that uh, last her MMA fight was uh, around five years ago. So I think this one is uh, her return back to MMA. And uh, why I, I, I know as well, so she has some uh, uh, boxing record, which means that uh, I think she has a good boxing. So it's going to be, I think, tough fight. Uh, I have big respect for my opponent. Uh, and um, yeah. Manuela, I'm so excited for this bout. Just tell me one last, I have two last questions. Number one, what is your style of a fighter? What will I see Saturday when I watch you in the octagon? <laughs> Well, I can see that <laughs> you will see Saturday. <laughs> I just you a, see, I yeah. will go and see what's going to happen in the fight. You know, I can't predict uh, what uh, what the fight can be. You know, so can be stand up, can be cage wrestling, wrestling, ground fights, whatever. So I'm okay with that. Oh wow! Okay, I can't wait. You go with the flow. And my second question, last question is, how do you like Calgary? Beautiful city. What do you think of it? Yeah, it's super beautiful. So, so far, I haven't been too much time to, to go around. But obviously, after my <laughs> fight, yeah, so I would love uh, to see better. But since far, it's very beautiful, beautiful city, yeah. Very beautiful. Absolutely beautiful city. Manuela, thank you for the time. I'll see you Saturday at Grey Eagle, and good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. See you Saturday. Thanks. All right. So uh, that went very well. Nice job with Pallas Athena and all of our crew and Kevin Maynard, our sales guy out there, and Moose and Clark. Fantastic. Manuela Marcinetto, her pro debut Saturday in the 115-pound prelim against Stephanie Asenza. Now... We have another fighter, and you guys let me know when she's ready. Clara Resignuolo. You know what? It actually sounds exactly how it looks. Resignuolo. She's from France, and she's going to be fighting Maria Jukic in the prelims at 135 pounds. And while they get ready with Clara, I want to see what our viewers are saying about this. Um, what do we have here? Mike and Tirana. Have a great rest of the day, Rod Squad. Safe travels back to Canada, RP. Looking forward to next week's broadcast. Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff Cabillas watching says, Rod's actually coming home. LOL. Temporarily, two weeks only at Calgary's Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. And then we're going to be heading to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl.
And the finishing touches have been put on that, but the flights were booked uh, just this morning, as a matter of fact. So these are very exciting times for the RP show. And listen, the whole idea of doing these interviews, you viewers are smart people, right? The Fight Club puts the fighters on to encourage and entice you to purchase tickets. And obviously watch on live pay-per-view, which you can do on Saturday night at pawfc.com. You can also get your ticket information there. But today only, if you text MMA to our text line, 902-518-3033, we'll award you two tickets today only to the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Hey guys, Moose here. When you're done listening to this podcast, you should check out Blindsided. The Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show shares moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It's called Blindsided from the Players' Tribune. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. And they've already had guests that include Kevin Lowe of the Oilers, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. It's available now. The Players' Tribune launching its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided with Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. You can check it out now when you're done listening to this wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, what did, can you put that comment up from Andrew? Because he wrote me the other day, Andrew Con Sutton. He's one of the announcers. He says, can't wait to see you guys there. PAWFC won, baby. It's their first pro card. Yeah. Come on. You got to come down and join us, are you not? Now, while we await for Clara Resigliolo, can't even believe that I'm getting that name right. Third or fourth time doing it. Let's update the poll question. Let's get back to normal for a second. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Which CFL free agent quarterback would you rather sign? I am astounded, frankly, by the results of our poll question today. First, not... If you just tuned in, I'll tell you why. Our options are only two guys, Jeremiah Masoli, holy moly, Jeremiah Masoli, or Trevor Harris, who was with us just yesterday. It's now 63% voting for Jeremiah Masoli on Twitter. And the last we looked on Facebook, or sorry, on YouTube, 55% voting for Trevor Harris, the other guy. And tomorrow we're going to have... A lot more CFL talk than what we're doing today. I'm looking at this note that I had from Clark. Where is it? Tomorrow, Jackson Jeffcoat of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Texas Longhorns great, and Ryan Ballantyne, the Calgary Stampeders blogger, podcast host, chief punk in Calgary Stampeders fan base. And he's also one of the announcers for the Palace Athena's Women's World Fighting Championship on Saturday night. Ryan Ballantyne coming your way. But that's why it's been a little bit of uh, jumping through hoops a little bit. Chicken on a hot plate here today, if you're me. Because obviously normally in these hour twos presented by Great Western Original 16 Brewing, Moose would be with us, right? You all know that. Moose would be with us. But 
over in Calgary at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino right now. They're jumping through their own hoops, and they're trying to get the fighters ready and getting them logged in, and Manuela came on. She barely speaks English. And she did a tremendous interview. Now, thank you, Trevor. Trevor Crosher writes in on YouTube. He says, uh, you know, to the other sports topics of the day, he says, lots of debate over the rumors of Kane signing in Edmonton. Regardless of his background, it's the type of player the club needs. Lest we forget, Zach Cassian was in the same sort of situation. Uh, no. Zach Cassian. I don't believe was accused of all the things that Evander Kane's been accused of. I don't think it's even close. Thank you, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, pointing out that it's 1111 Mountain and 111 Eastern. Thank you, Chris. Man, we could use uh, <laughs> some, not guidance, but some divine intervention would help here right now as we await Clara Resigliolo. I can't believe I'm getting that right. Resignuolo. Fighting Maria Jukic in the prelims at 135 pounds. I guess that's the allure and the magic of this show. That's what keeps you coming back every day on Game Plus Television or YouTube. And thank you for the note, Clark. They're telling me that we're a minute away from Clara. Resigliolo joining us. She's from France with an Italian name. But we're kind of jumping all over the place. Um, Andrew Sutton writes in. He says, I would love to do a recap with you on the PAW Fight Club event next week. Write it down. When announcers like this and, and the athletes are volunteering to come on the program, let's put them on. And uh, Jeff, watching in Winnipeg, says, wouldn't it be something if it was a Cowboys-Titans Super Bowl? I'm not sure we're ready for that, the hosts of this fine program. But we'll talk about that a little later. Because Clara joins us now from the Fight Club, from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, where she's getting ready for the first ever PAW1. Clara, thank you for coming on the show. How are you feeling today, two days before your big fight? I'm very happy. I'm very, I'm very happy to be back. And I'm back and I'm ready. I'm in shape. I'm so excited. Good. <laughs> I can tell. Um, can you tell us about yourself, Clara? How long you've been fighting? What's your record? All of that. What's your fight history and personal history? Um, I practice MMA since uh, five years old. I'm uh, Are you what is your first language? Is it uh, I'm, Is it French? Yes. Um I I have a 65 six, six fight I I <clears throat> Hey, you're good. C'est bon, c'est bon, très bon. It's very good. <laughs> um, Maria Jukic, your opponent. You know her, Tuse Maria? Tuse Maria? 
Uh, I never see her fight. I'm flexible. I'm uh, I'm ready to fight. Good. Um, you like Calgary? La vie Calgary. 2M? Uh, what repeat, please? Do, do you like your time here in Calgary? Do you like Calgary? Because you Calgary. Calgary is the best. Ah, yes. It's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful city. It's great people. I like. That's great. You have a translator. If the translator can hear me, what was her record? This is not her pro debut. What's her pro record? I'm uh, four fight. I'm four. I'm four win fight and uh, two lose. Four and two. Cut a do. All right. Well, merci, Clara. Bon chance, Sammy Day. Thank you. Merci. There we go. Oh my God. We did it. We did it. How about that? Milestone High School French comes through again. Well, we got through our interviews. Clara joining us and uh, Resigliolo and also Manuela Marinetto. We did it. Hour two of the program is brought to you by Great Western Original 16. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. One more time, Saturday night, Palace Athena's World Women's Fighting Championship, their first pro card, Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Text MMA right now to 902-518-3033. Now you know some of the fighters? Come and join us at Great Eagle. The Moose will log in next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Daytime sports talk continues. One half of the show in South Florida, as you see. That's what's going on here. The other half of the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And we're going to bring the Moose back in in a moment. But first, a sports update on this Thursday. The WHL announced that Portland Winterhawks forward James Steffen has been named the WHL Player of the Week. In his lone outing, Steffen registered two goals and one assist as the Winterhawks defeated the Kelowna Rockets 3-1 on Saturday, January the 8th. Elvis's birthday. Portland Winterhawks goalie Taylor Goche has been named Goalie of the Week. The Calgary product was acquired by Portland from Prince George on December 27th. He was 4-0 and last week. Uh, goalie of the Week, Taylor Goche. Ottawa Senators finally put an end to a long layoff when they visit the Calgary Flames and NHL play tonight. The Sens haven't played since a 6-0 loss at Toronto on New Year's Day. Calgary's been off for almost a week. Flames lost 6-3 at Carolina on Friday. This should be a good one. This is probably the featured game tonight. Uh, the Flames and the Sens. The Vancouver Canucks are in Tampa tonight. Vancouver coming off that 5-2 loss at Florida Tuesday, and I was there. Rolling with Kodak Black. Winnipeg Jets face off against the Red Wings tonight in Detroit. 
Jets taking the ice for the first time in a week. Suns suffering that 7-1 loss at Colorado. Rachel Holman and John Morris will represent Canada in mixed doubles curling at the Beijing Olympics. Curling Canada made the announcement this morning. They had to select a team after last month's playdowns in Portage were canceled due to COVID. <clears throat> and here's one for the Moose who will join us next. Top-ranked Canadian Felix Auger-Alassiem. Did I get that right? I'm close, I know. He'll play his first match of the Aussie Open against Finland's Emil Rusovery. The draw for the first tennis major of the year was conducted today. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon, G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off of the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. <sighs> okay, Moose, can we get him on the screen? Dude. Dude. I've never... I know. I'm saying it's all awesome. It's all deadly. As like as my Tell guy me, Vince Vaughn said the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I was sitting right here on standby ready to jump in on the show and I mean the the folks watching don't know what goes on behind the scenes on this show and and sometimes Tell it's Tell chaos. Them. Like I was literally on the phone in the in your last segment just figuring out which fighters we were going to get on the air and then trying to craft some info to pass to you right and away we go and then we don't know first of all i gave them to you in a different order than them what they were going to come on the screen and neither of us has seen their faces before so we don't know who's who you know to say you handle Let's that not well forget, is an understatement they barely speak and english well, the fact that you could pivot to French on a heartbeat was even better. Well done. What they don't understand, Moose, is that I was sweating buckets under this shirt. I haven't had that hey, happen for ages. I was pouring sweat out of me during those interviews. That is, that is the epitome of like what we do as broadcasters. That's being in the game. And that was like the stress of a championship game. And you're in the ring with this behemoth. And you basically ducked every shot and connected on everyone you threw. But you easily could have been knocked out, right? Like, that's how tough these, these interviews can be. Yeah, so thank you to the entire team. Them, us, the viewers, all the rest. Um, Throwing in a few uh, comments. You won't get this one, Darren, but a lot of people were, will. Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City. That all worked on January the 8th because that's Elvis's birthday. Thum, thum. That's from Gary Boosie in the movie DC Cab, a 1980s <laughs> movie. I, thank you, Darren, in Salt Lake City for pulling that out. Um, who... <laughs> Somebody has pointed out the garbage truck behind me going on right in the middle. Could you hear that or did you see it? Yeah. Uh, another from Jeff in Winnipeg. He says, speaking of Florida, I've been watching Golden Girls during isolation. Um, you've, uh, you've obviously seen the show. Have you seen many of the shows? A lot oh, yeah. of things have become a lot more, more clear to me since I've been living in Florida with that show.
There's a lot more to that show than you think. It's sort of like the Flintstones. There's an underlying humor that you didn't even know was there until you became an adult. Rose, Blanche, Dorothy. Sophia. And, okay. Sophia, the mom. Sophia. And you'll be proud to know that over the holidays, I actually, uh, I dove into uh, Seinfeld. So I'm actually into Seinfeld into season two now. You're going to get some of the references then. I will. Good. Okay. Back on point. If we can, if there ever was one. Our topics today, if we can stick to three. Evander Kane to the orders, still not done, but Sean Simpson of TSN Ottawa saying 1.5 million prorated. Number two, our poll question for Capital Automall, which free agent quarterback would you rather sign in the CFL, Trevor Harris or Jeremiah and Masoli? One's leading on YouTube, the other's leading on Twitter. Figure that one out. And the third, which NFL road team will win this weekend? We got some time to spend a little more on that, although people are really chiming in with Golden Girls comments. But I can't, I got to limit this to one or two comments a day. From each person. Uh, Tacona Powley in Winnipeg says, Sophia's the best. Yep. The mom. Jeff says, Dorothy was quite savage. (laughs) Yes, she was. Savage. B. Arthur. Um, And from Poncho, he says, enough already. Kyrie Irving, Evander Kane, Novak Djokovic. I'm a privileged athlete. Uh, I'm not going down that road. Uh, I saw a good friend of mine, Jason Claremont, having just a... He was very civil. The BC Lions great, Rough Riders great receiver. He was very civil with people on um, Twitter regarding vaccinations and non-vaccinations. But uh, holy, am I over it. I've been over it for a year. Are you not somewhat... Not inspired, but respectful of those that continue to fight every day over this. I don't have it in me. I don't. I know. How about you? I know. And you really have to look and and it's a tough place to be mentally when things like that upset you so much. Like, you know, things that are happening in somebody else's life or, you know, things that, uh, that really don't affect you. Whether Novak Djokovic gets into Australia to play in the Australian Open doesn't affect me at all. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't. And I mean, let's also remember something too, and, I, and I'm a big believer of this, so we have to remember life um, is not fair. Well, life is not equal, okay? Fair and equal are not the same thing, okay? Fair and equal are not the same thing. What rules are for you and rules are for me don't have to be the same for them to still be fair, right? So let's remember that. Fair does not always mean the same. Fair. I I get it. You and I have had this discussion. I hope the viewers are picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. But... So anyways, I just, I don't, I don't have, I'm not interested in fighting about it. There's other channels, other shows you can watch. They sit and talk about it all day. I'm not. Um, Have you, you probably haven't, you've been running around trying to put this Palace Athena stuff together. So have you thought about tonight's featured game? Here's, here's, 
what's going on in the National Hockey League. I think I counted 11 games. And I think my featured game is Ottawa-Calgary. There's still that sizzle of an all-Canadian matchup. Yeah. We've kind of gone back to that now since there's no all-Canadian division. Unless there's another one, like Montreal at Chicago, there's still a sizzle for an original six matchup. There is. Or at least there is for Mm -hmm. me. I'm not sure if there is for you. And the Winnipeggers obviously saying that Jets at Red Wings would be theirs. They've been waiting since last week for the Jets to play. There's a lot of great games tonight. Philadelphia-Boston. Philly at Boston. A great game. Do you have one in your... Vancouver at Tampa Bay. Yeah. But you can can always find something interesting. You can always find something interesting about any game, though. That's the thing. That's jumping off the page for me um, simply because of the run the Canucks are on and how good Tampa is. That would be probably the best matchup if you want to take the two best teams playing each other tonight. That would probably be it just because of Vancouver's role and and Tampa's uh, dominance. Um, So that's that's a real litmus test for the Vancouver Canucks. Just had their first regulation loss with Bruce Boudreaux. Now you got to face the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. We're going to see what they're made of. I, I hope Thatcher Demko plays tonight in goal. I think he's slated to play tonight. So I hope he plays, and that's going to be a real good one. I think uh, he will play because it's been 48 hours. Um, mm. God help him that they would play two games in 25 hours. By the way, the rock star of the day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions yesterday was Trevor Harris. Rock star of the day, proudly brought to you by our friends at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, Roxanne and Darnell. Today, I feel like we've got some real juicy choices. I got to write these names down. Manuela Marinetto, Clara Resigliolo. You not only spelled them right, but you phonetically wrote them out for me. So thank you. Out of those two, they were both great. And then we got Matt Beers of the Saskatchewan Rush and coming up the voice of the Rush, Cody Jansen. So we have some options for the rock star of the day today. But again, yesterday it was Trevor Harris. The question earlier, and we'll finish this segment on this topic, which road teams will win on NFL wildcard weekend. There are six games. And to be the spoiler, Moose picked uh, the, the Raiders. They yep. go to Cincy and the Bengals are favored by five. That's the first game of the weekend. And then Saturday night, it's the Patriots at the Bills. The Bills favored by four. I took the Patriots to win on the road as the underdogs. Sunday triple header. Darnell from Rockstar's Philadelphia Eagles are at Tampa Bay. I can't see them being the road team to win. The Bucs are favored by 8.5. You just don't beat Tom Brady this early in the playoffs. 49ers at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by three. These are all bet regal, their odds. And the Steelers at the Chiefs Sunday night. Chiefs favored by 12.5. Monday, Cardinals at the Rams. Rams favored by four. Let me just ask you this, Darren. I made the fatal error of going into the athletic and reading the preview of the Cowboys and the 49ers. It was all these ratings, all these new fangled systems. I mean, I think we all know what the QBR is now and all that. Now there's new systems and they're breaking down all the analytics. Whatever happened to who wants it more? 11 on 11, 55 men versus your 55 men. What happened to that? 
Is that still not what they decide these games this weekend? I know, right? You know, the coaches just seem to out-scheme all of the, these things or think that they can. And, you know, a part of it is, is we just want something that's our own, you know, my own reason, you know, to do a little extra work, <laughs> to give some more reasons why a team might win. We have more info at our fingertips. But at the end of the day, you're right. It comes down to execution. And who wants it? In the playoffs, you see it all the time. You know, who can will a team to win and who makes more plays? Simple as that, right? Who can make more plays and make fewer mistakes? And it doesn't sound like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And what an analyst that DuPont is because he said, whoever makes more plays is going to win the game. But like, it's literally that simple. Asking our viewers to write in your, your picks for the weekend games. We'd love to hear them either on the 902 text line or the YouTube feed. James watching in Manitoba says the Islanders-Devils game tonight is his featured game. I think James is in Manitoba, although I might have that wrong because I would think all of Winnipeg, their featured game is the Jets at Detroit. Jets favored by a goal and a half tonight. Uh, we'll see you back here for overtime. Moose, what do you say? That sounds good. I'll get working on all. We're going to pick all the games tomorrow in the NFL. So I'll get working on that. Of course. On a football Friday. The hour two of the program is brought to you by Great Western's original 16 beer. And also coming up in overtime, Taco Time viewer takeover. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one half off at Taco Time every Thursday. That's today. Talking more NLL and Rush. They got the San Diego Seals in town Friday night. The voice of the Rush, Cody Jansen, joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Lots going on on this Thursday, episode number four, sorry, 673 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. One half coming to you from gorgeous South Florida, and the other half, as always, coming to you from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, which is also the home of the Saskatchewan Rush, one of the most popular national lacrosse league teams. And the voice of the Saskatchewan Rush is Cody Jansen, and he joins us now one day in advance of the Rush's next home game against the San Diego Seals on Friday night, a rescheduled game from New Year's Eve. Cody, welcome to the RP Show. How you doing, my man? Doing good, Rod. Thanks for having me. Good. Hey, how excited are you to be back in the booth with a game that very shortly after the postponement on New Year's Eve, it was you know, the 14th, you knew was going to be the date of this game. Um, how big is it for the rush, given this one and three start? So it's kind of weird. It felt like there was a little bit of a momentum build up after that Vancouver win before Christmas, right? And so you thought you were going to get a crack at San Diego on New Year's Eve in front of a great crowd. Unfortunately, obviously, that gets pushed back. And then you go to Albany. And, I mean, they have a different look team. Dougie Jameson plays well. The offense isn't clicking. And now you're one and three going home where, you know, you, you got to win those home games, especially in a division as strong as the West. 
it's a crucial one. And for, you know, San Diego, they're off to a three and one start. They got a great team as well. And, you know, Saskatchewan's definitely going to have to show up a little bit better than they did against Albany. I know you watch all the games, not just uh, obviously the rush because you're calling the games, but every other game in the league. Um, tell me about the Seals coming in. They're leading the Western Conference or tied for the lead in the Western Conference. They've won three in a row. How difficult of a challenge is this for the rush Friday night? I think this is going to be the toughest test of the season so far, at least for the defense, mm. because San Diego's offense is great. They've got, I mean, they've got the big names. They've got Dane Doby. They've got Westberg. Audie Stotts is there. You know, they, they've done it without Casey Jackson. They've missed Zach Greer for a game. they got some great rookies and Mac O'Keefe, Trey LeClaire. So they're just so dynamic offensively that I would say they're up there and probably ahead of Buffalo, honestly, for the best offense in the league. Where I think Saskatchewan should be able to, you know, make this a game is, you know, exposing a little bit of San Diego's defense, that they're, they're big, they're physical, they're not the fastest group. Plus, on Saturday, I believe it was, or right before their last game against Panther City, Frank Shiliano, their starting goaltender, goes on the COVID protocol. So we don't know if he's going to be available for the game tomorrow night. And that's huge, right? That's a starting goaltender. That's the rockier organization. And their backup is a 19-year-old, Origlieri, who has one game of experience in the league. So for Saskatchewan, maybe a little bit of a fortunate break there if they do get to face the backup kid. But again, San Diego is going to provide a handful offensively. Okay, so let's get into it. I always like to talk about goaltending. I don't care the sport. Um, and before we talk about Adam Shute, I should ask you about Saskatoon because the rush got off to not a great start last season, two years ago, and the rush nation was upset. I get a sense they're not dealing with one and three really well either in Saskatoon. And I would hope they packed the place Friday night, Sastel Center, to see them get their first home win. But it doesn't seem to be sitting real well with the rush nation. This is a team that's used to winning, Rod. I mean, they've got three championships yeah. since 2016. You know, it's one of those things where you, you expect greatness every year, and there's no denying they've got a core that can win a championship, and they just haven't been playing up to standard. I think Derek Keenan said it best. He said, hey, you know, I think our D has been playing very, you know, well this season, but our offense has to stop taking shifts off. That's, you know, if you score five goals in the lacrosse game, no one's ever won an NLL game scoring five goals. So you know you have to be better there. And so, yeah, one and three start, it looks rough. But it's really not that steep of a hill to climb when you've got a ton of home games coming up here. Okay, and in goal, Evan Kirk, make him work. No longer around. Adam Shute has played every minute so far for the rush. Um, what's the story between the pipes? He stepped in and he's done good. He is top five in goals against average. I know it's more of a team stat, but he's been real consistent for him. And I think that's all you can ask out of your goaltender where, you know, sure, there's a couple of goals against Albany. Maybe he does want back, but he's not letting in back breakers. You know, when you think about the one goal losses against Halifax, that one ha ends up in overtime. You know, they, they should have won. It shouldn't have even got to that point. That was, you know, it was a missed call against Halifax. Then the Calgary game at home. I mean, just hair wires kind of gets loose off of a pretty hard pick and dives across to, you know, end that one or give him the lead. Shoot's been good, though. And I think that 
Yes, there was concerns, but he's really answered it. And it's no longer a tiny sample size anymore. I mean, he's played four games, and he's played four pretty good teams. So, yes, San Diego's going to be his biggest test, but I think he's answered the bell every time he's been questioned this season. People enjoy, uh, I think, the realness of this show. I'm not digging at anything when I ask this question, but there is a first-year head coach in Jeff McComb. Why is Derek Keenan doing the interviews and talking about What's wrong with this team? Why is Jeff McComb not speaking for the rush? I'm just putting it out there. Well, Jeff was, I, he didn't coach against Albany, and I don't have all the details, Rod. I, it could have been COVID-related, could have been illness-related, something around that. I, I know, I just call it personal reasons, I guess. I think that's why he's been unavailable for the past couple of weeks. So I haven't even been able to really talk with him too much. But, I mean, Derek Keenan, he's, he's one of the biggest voices in the entire NLL. What he says holds weight. You know, I, I'm excited to get to talk to Jeff here, you know, tonight, tomorrow, and really go over what they're seeing. Because what I see, it's not quite a fan's perspective, but I think I take a very even keel approach where someone behind the bench, they might, you know, they're, they're obviously a little bit more connected to what's actually going wrong with this team. Hey, great answer. He didn't do the interviews because he wasn't available. Thank you. And I'm glad I asked. And uh, Cody, I've really enjoyed this. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, how much you're enjoying being voice of the rush and how it came to be that you are in the booth. Oh, it's been awesome so far. I mean, I've been, you know, I'm a Saskatchewan guy at heart, born and raised around Warman, grew up south of Swift Current. So, you know, just being up in Alberta for the past few years, I mean, I've called hundreds of junior, senior lacrosse schemes, got into the world championships back in 2019, right before COVID hit, unfortunately. Felt like, you know, as a young broadcaster, you start building up momentum and unfortunate circumstances, to say the least. But, you know, I, I knew a lot of people still within the Blades Rush organization. And, you know, when, when the opportunity comes, it, it's something where it's a dream come true to get to to work in the league that I love so much and that I followed so closely to the point where, you know, you, you get to work in the best organization as well. There's nothing like Rush Nation. You know it as well, Rod, where it's probably the best sporting atmosphere in all of Saskatchewan. And, and dare I say Western Canada at times where I've been to NHL games, even this year, uh, specifically in Edmonton, where there's, you know, 10,000 people in the building and it's just quiet. So there's just something about Saskatchewan Rush game, something about the NLL that hooked me in right from the start. And so, yeah, it's been an awesome, you know, five, six years calling the cross and getting to do it on this stage has been great. Good for you, man. I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you're so happy doing it. I did watch that last home game. And even though it was, uh, was a loss, I'm like, this guy's good. So way to go. Where can people watch Friday night? It's going to be on TSN Direct, so if you're in Canada, just tsn.ca slash live. It's also going to be on CW5 in San Diego, their local TV broadcast set. And then if you're in the States, ESPN+. Plus. All right, awesome. Well, good luck with the call. Cody, thanks for coming on. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate you. The voice of the Saskatchewan Rush, Cody Jansen, joining us. Rush home to the Seals on Friday night. Get your tickets. From the Sask Rush website or Ticketmaster. We'll be back with Overtime and the Moose in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is Overtime, proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. It is Taco Time viewer takeover. And as we bring the Moose back in, thanks for being patient, Moose, uh, on what's been a fun show. Uh, Dog's breakfast in a way, but we all pulled it off together. We're a team. Uh, Chris Bird, watching in King City, Ontario, says the NLL has the distinct advantage of ticket prices average people can afford as opposed to the NHL, makes for a much better crowd environment, which is probably uh, true. How much are you looking forward to that Rush Seals game tomorrow night and being on television in San Diego? I'm really looking forward to that for sure. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope the crowd is good in Saskatoon. Um, I know we're still you know, really unsure what people are thinking in terms of gathering as a crowd, but I think they're going to be. It's going to be okay. I think the atmosphere is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, and the game should be pretty good. It's an interesting comment um, because we could sit here and talk about NFL all day, like a lot of viewers would like us to. We'll save a lot of that for tomorrow, and obviously, a CFL two on a football Friday, and Jackson Jeffcoat of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is going to be with us. Plus, Ryan Ballantyne, Chief Punk in Calgary Stampeders land. And he's also going to be announcing uh, part of the broadcast crew for Saturday night's Palos Athena's World Women's Fighting Championship. Can, you, can I tell you how excited I am for that event? It's too bad you're not going to be there in time no. for it, but you've got other broadcast duties that you're doing. So I'll handle it for us, Moose. I finally have the Good. ability to do that. But yeah. to get real for a second, not like we haven't been for the last two hours, but in the minutes we have left, Chris brings up a good good commentary there with the NLL being a better crowd environment, cheaper tickets. You almost get a sense, because we do talk to the junior hockey, some NLL executives, certainly university sports execs, about getting people into the building and how tough it really is to get people to pay the money if you are not NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, if you're not part of the big four. Do you almost feel like they get a sense sometimes of like they're just going, why are we trying? And COVID's not making it any easier because no. the, the attendance numbers are dwindling in Canada. Do you, do you see a big rebound coming or continuing on the slope down? Because it's a major fear in sports in Canada. Well, it is. I think we're going to go up and down. I think we're going to go up and down. And I don't know that it's going to be a real big trend in terms of just everybody going in the same direction. It's going to be about who puts in the work and, and how can you get people to think of your product as the most exciting thing for them to do that night, right? And in Saskatchewan, they captured that with the rush when they came to town, right? And, you know, you got to find a way to continue to capture that attention. It's not the same in other NLL markets. So they have to find a way to make it the hottest thing in town. And that's the same thing that, everybody else is dealing with the big four they've got the power of constantly being top of mind on every device in every medium on every television on every screen right every platform they're relevant as being up at the top number one these other leagues got to find ways 
to creatively get you to want to go. Well, right. And it's like, are they in a fight or are they not? I mean, at some point, sometimes you need to just stop fighting and do your own thing. And I wonder if they're in a fight. For instance, you know well, you and I talk a lot every day. I've got, I think it's kind of ironic that I'm sitting down here in Florida watching TSN Sports Center. You're sitting there in Canada watching ESPN. But whatever. So I'm watching TSN Sports Center, and I'm like, well, this was Tuesday morning. I'm like, all they're talking about is the NFL and the college football championship. I could get this on ESPN. <laughs> I, st- I still kind of right. go back and point the finger at the major Canadian networks and going, why are you not putting more money and investment into the Canadian sports? Like, am I just a dog barking in the forest about that? Am I completely out to lunch? Or I, I just feel like they could do more. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But I think it's not about um, the sports in Canada. It's about the things that matter to Canadians. And right now, just with the way that the NCAA is marketed, the NFL is marketed, those things are more important to Canadians than a lot of Canadian sports are. And that's just how we've kind of grown and the borders have dissolved and we've become more of North America rather than Canada, USA, and Mexico. Well, I think, yeah, it's one thing that I don't think the sports people understand in Canada. I I really don't. I'll go to my grave on this saying, people think they know Connor McDavid because they see see him on SportsCenter every day, but they don't know Connor McDavid, but they think that they do. One minute, last minute of play in the RP show. But for the lower level sports, Palace Athena's World Women's Fighting Championship is a great example. We had those two female fighters on today, Clara and Manuela. And now you feel like you know them and you want to go watch them Saturday night at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Right? You need to get out in front of people. Because the NHL is doing it on their own. And the NFL, we all think we know Chase Claypool. We don't. I, I love Tom Brady. He wouldn't, you know, know me if I went up and kicked him in the shins. You need to get out and get your players in front of people. And I don't think that these leagues understand that at the lower levels in Canada. Anyways, I'm cheering for those two girls. Yeah, me too. Okay, Moose, thanks for the time. We'll see you tomorrow. And the rest of you, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus and YouTube. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.